What's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday night, October 5th, 2022, celebrating the third anniversary of AEW Dynamite. I'm Tanner Lee, the reigning KOP predictions champion. I'm back this week after taking a one-week hiatus. Shout out to my co-hosts, Paul Zartman and Austin Shepard, for holding down the fort last week while I was out of action, but I'm back. Ready to rock tonight. Ready to review another great episode of AEW Dynamite. Paul will be joining me here shortly. He's having some technical difficulties. Austin will not be joining us tonight, so it'll just be the uh, original two of the KOP, of the Kicking Out kicking out Podcast, I should say, about said Kicking Out Predictions. See, I'm, I just got the title on my mind. Title on my mind tonight. Myself and Paul will we'll be, we'll be holding it down tonight. Um, can't wait to recap and review dynamite with paul but uh before he gets on i want to take opportunity to uh, promote an interview i just did last night on the podcast it will be coming up hopefully tomorrow on october 6th if not look for it on friday october 7th either way it's going to be up in the next few days i did i had a pleasure of speaking with oh here comes paul right now there he is my flight got delayed flight got delayed well oh, i told him you had technical difficulties so oh okay all right yeah my flight got delayed it was you know it was the computer's fault well at least you weren't fighting anybody backstage so uh not tonight not tonight not tonight, not tonight. uh no no tweets fired to uh to start a backstage alter- altercation out of you tonight so we're uh gonna... no may- maybe next week but you know I was just telling everybody uh, to be on the lookout either tomorrow or Friday, either way, October 6th or 7th, either way, for the interview I did last night with Keith Elliott Greenberg, author of Follow the Buzzards, Pro Wrestling in the Age of COVID-19. It's the sequel from the book that came out, uh, I want to say last year, if not in 2020, Too Sweet Inside the Indie Wrestling Revolution. Yes. Fantastic book. I got this over the weekend, read it in two days, interviewed him last night. We talked about the book. We talked about all sorts of things, pro wrestling, from uh, back, way back in the day and then the history of pro wrestling to the modern-day product. Very fun conversation with Keith. So uh, be on the lookout for that. That will drop um, hopefully tomorrow, if not tomorrow, on Friday on uh, YouTube, on our Twitter page, Facebook, Instagram. So follow Kicking Out Podcast at Kicking Out Pod if you aren't already. And subscribe and hit that notification bell on YouTube. We're really trying to pump our YouTube channel. So please do so. Stealing all my lines, man. What yeah. am I supposed to say at the end of the show now? You know, I I, I already gave you and Shep uh, some kudos for holding down the fort last week while the reigning KOP champion took a one-week hiatus. So I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm ready ready to pick up pick up where I left off. Don't let anybody or don't let him fool you. Uh, he was suspended last week um, because he said some things about some members of the podcast that uh, we just couldn't allow. So he got suspended. Hey, that or putting in the SRS intro of the week before, whatever, whatever it may be. But shots fired. You were suspended. End of story. Hey, I can't say I'm uh, the reigning defending because I haven't defended the title yet. Um, no, you know, I kind of wanted to do it a battle for the belts, but it doesn't help when they don't announce any matches until tonight. So couldn't really yeah. do that. And really, those events. Why we're speaking of battle of the belts? I just kind of find them lame. I'm sorry. I thought when, when when they brought up the idea earlier this year, I thought they were going to be really cool. And we're on the fourth edition, and 
I don't know. I just don't feel like there's anything special to them. No, especially not when we're going from Rampage right into Battle of the Belts. Yeah, it's going to be a late night. Yeah. I really wish uh, they'd figure out the scheduling better. Um, Even Rampage (laughs) in general. I'm still not a fan of the time time slot on Fridays, but... You know, it's it's just it's just hard for people to attend a show live and stay for Dynamite and then Rampage after right after that. I been there, done that. It was a very long night. Well, you did Dark and um, Dynamite, right? Uh, the first time we went, year one, I did Dark and Dynamite. Last year was Rampage afterwards. Um, I don't think they I did think... Rampage afterwards. There was a match or two afterwards, at least, wasn't there? I don't think so, because oh, I think okay. they had CM Punk, and they did the thing with uh, Cancer Survivor and Cody. And That's what it was. Punk in the ring, and now That's this year I did see, because tickets go on sale for Indianapolis pre-sale tomorrow, tickets go on sale to Gender Republic on Friday. I did see it as Dynamite and Rampage this year. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. You were home before I left last year because I stuck around and uh, got my picture taken with uh, a, a former AEW star, Cody Rhodes. We can say him. We, I talked about him a bunch <laughs> last night on the interview. We can say Cody Rhodes. Former. I just uh, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. As a Cody fan, that's a whole nother thing. Hey, one thing I will say about Cody: when Cody was there, fights weren't happening backstage. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, it, it, we'll get into tonight's show. Tonight's show was good. Another good show they're pumping out, but I don't know about you, but I'm sick of getting on Twitter every week with AW and seeing drama and fights. It's, it's getting ridiculous. And I loved my season yeah. tonight because Tony's got to start laying the hammer down. It's time. It's, it's getting he ridiculous. He does. He does. And, um, I, I've got questions as we work through the show for you that I, I text you one of them just, so you had some time to think about it. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm starting to get a little concerned. Not one of those, oh, this is bad news for AEW guys type of concerned. But if the roster keeps fighting amongst themselves and Tony doesn't do anything, nobody's going to want to work at AEW anymore. Right. It's gonna, it will turn toxic pretty fast. And, yeah. Um, you know, they need to tighten the screws while they still can before it's too late. And I don't think they're in trouble. I mean, I don't, I don't see anybody no. going out of business next year or two or anything like that. No. But like you said, they, they these are things they do need to clean up. Um, one thing I want to ask you about that situation real quick before we dive into Dynamite is, so the report came out today, Guevara, Andrade, they had Twitter beef the other day. They supposedly got into backstage altercation. Andrade was sent home from tonight's event and the Rampage, well, he was going to be on live on Rampage on Friday night. Not happening now against Preston Tim Vance. Um, but Sammy didn't go home. And he yeah. didn't get sent home. So we don't know all the details. So he was in the main event tonight. If you were Tony Khan, you know, there's a rumor to a lot of, a lot of people that WWE put out feelers to and some people are unha- unhappy. Would you just straight up say anybody who wants their release, you can ask for it and get granted right now. But after this certain date, no more releases. Or would you make them stick it out? Because, like, Andrade's a rumored one that kind of wants out. Malachi Black, of course, that whole situation's messy. Yeah, do you see his uh, Instagram video earlier this week yes. where he, like, ripped apart every possible dirt sheet? Yes. Um, I mean, 
part of me says, yeah, that's the thing to do is just say, all right, guys, look, we, we've worked well together. I don't want to lose you, but if you're unhappy, if you want to go to WWE now that Triple H is running it, if you want to go to Impact, if you want to go strictly to New Japan, if you want to go back to the Indies, if you don't want to be here anymore, come talk to me. You've got until November 8th. I use that because that's election day here in Indiana. Um, you know, just a date, pick a date and say you've got until this day. If we haven't had any communication about a possible release by this day, then you're stuck here until your contract's over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, the old philosophy of, no, you got to honor your contract, you know, or doing a no compete so they can't jump to the competition. But at the same time, I mean, we, we all ripped on WWE for not giving people their releases when they wanted them. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation. It's a business. But it I is, feel like, is. you know, if it's going to cause backstage altercations and issues, then maybe it's good to cut ties with those, the, the, the talent that doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So even if they are talented. Right. So, well, well, well any, any more thoughts or do you want to jump it right into the show? Um. Well, I honestly, this isn't necessarily um, per the release thing, but eventually you've got to realize that you're the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Sammy, this is what, three backstage altercations now? Yeah, At least like, two. Yeah, Kingston, well, two recently, Kingston and now Andrade. Yeah. I mean, is Sammy the problem? Well, you know, I'll put it this way. Sammy... Two years ago, maybe even a good portion of last year was one of my favorite acts in the whole company. Yeah. I thought he was phenomenal. I thought, you know, he was one of the four pillars. He was rising to what I thought was going to be super, super stardom. This year, nah. Nah, he is. Did you realize he's 29, Paul? I thought he was like 25. I did not realize Sammy he was Guevara 29. Sammy Guevara is 29, which even puts his actions even more, I, I you know, I always want to give him benefit of the doubt being a kid. You're 29. You're going to be 30 soon. You're not a kid. No. Grow up. Yeah. Grow up. Do your job. So one final question regarding Sammy, and, and I'll try not to get into a Shep situation where we spend half an hour down this rabbit hole. That's <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> um, do you think Ty is part of the problem? Because well, his attitude really changed when they got started dating and then as they got more serious he got worse you know i honestly think he just cares about his vlog and his vlog is very highly rated not even just in the wrestling world but just overall for vlogs yeah. in general i mean he gets tons of views i mean look 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 at the titles of his vlogs the last few weeks um i'm gonna get on youtube real quick just uh just so i don't misquote anything here butcher them yes um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean a lot of them are just um, let's see. I mean, you've got less and less members of the quote-unquote vlog crew. Right, right. I mean, uh, Sammy's vlogs, let's see here. Um, this week's was titled Less Talk. Yeah. Um, last week's was Less, What's Like Backstage at Grand Slam. Okay, that's fine. Um, is this the end? Two weeks ago. It's time to tell the truth. Three weeks ago. Um fight backstage all out vlog he's just titling them to get clicks to get yes. attention 
And, yes. you know, until today, until that report from Fightful Select came out about the Black Sable altercation, I wasn't so sure it wasn't a a work. We were getting worked on Twitter, some beef between right. Sammy and Andrade just trying to stir some stuff, which would have been stupid, to be honest, anyways. But yeah. that's the day we live in with social media. I can't always tell what's a work and what's a shoot. Right. But, yeah, I, she yeah. could be the problem, Paul. She could be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um I miss Pam. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, yeah, he needs to learn. He needs, but yet, and we'll get into it in the main event. He still, he seems to do a lot of things, and Tony still gives him TV time. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Man, like I said, we don't know the full details exactly what happened. We're just saying from what, what we know, read, what we've right. read, what's been reported. So yep. they're not wrestling journalists by any means. No, and we're never going to claim that no. what we say is 100% truth. This is no, our opinions, are, yep. our thoughts. We are fans podcasting to other fans. So Yes. All right, here we go. AEW Dynamite, October 5th, the three-year anniversary special. Hard to believe Dynamite's been around for three years already. I know. We started off with Maxwell Jacob Friedman's music hitting. Got a pretty good pop from the crowd. I was excited because I'm like, this is fine. Finally, first time we've seen MJF in ring action since Double or Nothing. Hundred and twenty nine days, they said. Yes, and we even in a normal year when he's on television more than he has been this year in 2022, we still don't see him wrestle more than five, six, seven matches. But when he does, oh, they're spectacular. They are. They tonight, are. Tonight's nice, was no different. He faced Wheeler Yuta. Um, kind of finishing off the little feud, mini feud they've had in the last few weeks. Uh, good match, fun match. You know, what I like about watching MJF is just his in-ring tactics, not only his in-ring work, but his, his heel tactics. I was telling my girlfriend tonight, she asked what MJF stood for. I told her Maxwell Jacob Freeman. I said, he is the best. I, I just use the term bad guy because she doesn't understand babyface and heels. So I said, in my opinion, he's the best bad guy in all of wrestling. She said, really? Mm-hmm. All of wrestling? I said, yep. Any promotion? I think I think he is the best. Fans want to cheer him because he's just entertaining, but they also know that he's a jerk. So, um, Reminds me of The Rock. Reminds me of Piper, to be honest. And Piper. Yeah, The Rock, Piper, and even Austin a little bit. Yep. yep. Kind of just those three mashed together. You want to hate him, but you want to cheer him because what he says is true. Yep. Uh, towards the end of the match, Yuta tried to hammer and uh, Inville elbows down on MJF, but MJF reversed it to lock in the salt of the earth submission. Wheeler tried to get near the ropes, but MJF dragged him to the middle of the ropes. That was it. And Yuta ended up tapping out. After the match, Yuta looked to shake MJF's hand to show respect, but out of nowhere, Lee Moriarty jumped Yuta from behind. MJF pushed him away, though, and told him he didn't tell him to do that. Stokely Hathaway, Shep's favorite, appears the hand uh, MJF the diamond, di- dynamite diamond ring. Only for William Regal to appear, put the brass knucks on, crowd going nuts, and he stares down MJF, who backs away, as does um, Moriarty and, and, and Stokely Hathaway. So uh, I liked I like seeing Regal get the old brass knucks back on. Oh yeah, man! I got cold chills when I saw those. He stood up and started looking, and I went, "Okay, Regal, you're not to be mean. You're past your prime. MJF's just entering his prime, dude. Don't do this." And then he reached in the pocket, and I knew exactly what he was doing. 
I wouldn't want to mess with Regal. And uh, no. speaking of William Regal, Keith Elliott Greenberg had a lot of good things to say about William Regal. Regal Keith is over in the UK right now on his book tour, and he did a few Q and A events with William Regal earlier this week. So, yeah, Regal's definitely on my bucket list of uh, celebrities to meet. Yeah, I mean he's been such a huge addition to AEW for sure. We then see the JAS Jericho Appreciation Society shown backstage. They all take a shot at Daniel Garcia with Sammy Guevara getting huge heat. The crowd <laughs> booed him big time when he came on, on screen. You know, they put him in the back. He kept getting behind other guys. I almost thought Tony said, look, I'm going to keep you in the main event because it's been advertised for a week, but you're not going to talk. And really, he didn't. He, you know, basically had two lines and that was it, which for Sammy's different. So I I think some of that was TK saying, look, I I can't take you out of the main event this week, but you're not going to get a whole lot of TV time. Yeah, definitely could be. Definitely could be. uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what else comes out from that backstage report. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people on Twitter were not, not happy, and and supposedly according to Fightful Select, some talent weren't happy backstage that Guevara didn't get sent home. So, yeah, showing a little bit of uh, favoritism there if you're not careful. We shall see. Then we got another really good match: Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen. I forgot this was advertised for this week until I so did I came up, and I'm like, oh yeah, they did talk about that last week. Um, I actually wasn't sure who was going to win this match. I mean, uh, we've seen Lethal pull pull off some upset wins in the past, mm-hmm. but we've seen Darby have a lot of a lot of losses. How is the year. man walking after what he did this week? What jumping off that waterfall? Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, I know it's into water, but still, still, that's a long fall. Yeah, that's big time impact. I don't know how Darby walks after he does a lot of things. Yeah, I know. I uh, I was my mom was watching it with me tonight. And I told her, he came out, I said, this is a guy who's going to kill himself. And I don't mean, like, purposely. Right. Right. No, he's uh, he's something else. <laughs> Let's just put yeah. It that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, towards the end of the match, Lethal's looking for the lethal injection, but Darby reversed it and hits the code red for a near fall. Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt appear, which distracts Darby while he's trying to set up the coffin drop. Lethal, lethal pulls him down. However, a Lethal tells his friends he'll do it alone. Darby charges in. They exchange pinfall attempts until uh, Darby sets in the last supper for a sneak to victory. After the match, Darby's telling Jay Lethal he doesn't need his partners, looks for a handshake, and after a little shoving, Jay Lethal accepts the handshake and walks past Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. Two uh, two matches with uh, two attempts of the Code of Honor. Yeah. One successful, one, you know. <laughs> yep, bringing the ROH presence over to, over to AW a little bit. I like it. Yep, I do too. Then we got a match that I was really intrigued going into the night because we hadn't seen Brian Cage on, on, on Dynamite in God knows how long. He was fa- he answering the Wardlow's open challenge for the TNT Championship, and Brian Cage was also um, with him at ringside was Prince Nana, I should say. And, uh, oh, this match over-delivered, in my opinion. I mean, these yes. big guys showed that they are just phenomenal athletes. Oh. Um, yeah, this this is how you redeem yourself, Brian Cage. 
You know, yes. this, this is taking advantage of your minutes. Mm-hmm. You were given a, a pretty good lengthy match tonight, and Twitter was loving it. And I mean, yeah. Warlow always delivers, but Brian Cage delivered, and I'm saying, please, Tony Khan, give us some more Brian Cage. Yeah, and he's got a new faction that he's a part of, and um, I didn't catch the one guy's name, but the 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 uh, Samoan that came out um, reminded me a lot of Umaga. Well, yeah, it's, it's Gates of Agony is the stable name. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure the individuals though. Um, off the top of my head, you know they were supposed to be with Tolly Blanchard mm. before his departure from the company. So his departure from the TV, his yeah. departure from wrestling. I mean, like the man has disappeared, basically. Yeah, I, I think AEW just pretty much decided not to use him anymore. Which, speaking of not using, I saw this week. I was wondering where Lambert and America Top Team has been. Lambert pretty much took himself off of TV, telling Tony Khan he felt like the act was getting stale. So, I'm glad much, he realized that. Yeah, yeah, he pretty much did everybody a uh, service. Maybe he'll be back someday, but for now, he realized, okay, this has kind of run its course. I'm not going to take up anybody's time anymore. So, yeah, I thought that was that's okay. Yeah. That's a uh, pretty respectful move on yeah, his behalf. Yeah, well, he's a big wrestling fan, so. Well, yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, sometimes fans get into business and they don't really know how to, I, I, well, for instance, Cain Velasquez, mm-hmm. uh, WWE, you know, talk about a guy who was a one-clip wonder. Everybody saw him do that Huracarana her, her arm drag move in AAA, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's the best. And WWE signs him and has him debut in the Fox, or the Fox debut when Brock beat Kofi, like, in 10 seconds, and then he had the match over in Saudi, and he was awful, and then they released him, and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, I'm just saying, it's sometimes you get a fan of professional wrestling comes in, and they're just lost. Um I think Lambert knew what he was doing, understood yes. the business, but it just just got stale. So as a fan, he goes, "Okay, now it's time to get out." Kind of like if somebody decided to sign Superhuman just because you know he can do things McFoley did. Right, right. So, and I hope you know who I'm talking about. Clay. I do. Okay, yep. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> exactly. Um, we we saw Wardlow uh, defend his title successfully tonight. Um, hit a. Uh, Powerbomb Symphony. Um, Which was impressive with how yeah, big Cage he hit is. Four of them. He had four of them to get the win. After the match, Gates of Agony hit the ring, start attacking Cage. Um, predictably, Samoa Joe hits the ring, starts going nuts. Crowd's going nuts, but the numbers game catches up to him. And then FTR appears, huge pop, and the assembly quickly backs down and walks away. But we're going to get a big tag match Friday night between all those individuals. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Like I tweeted on our account, Wardlow, Smoke, Joe, and FTR. Yes, yes, and yes. Exactly, exactly. I want to see FTR in just regular tag action, but I don't mind what they're doing here because you've got Samoa Joe, who's ROH talent. You've got FTR, who are champions in ROH for the tag team. Right. So you're showcasing ROH by doing that. And so I'm 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 okay with it as long as it doesn't become like a constant FTRs just always with somebody else and not in a regular tag match. Right. Um, I mean, because they're still one of the hottest acts you got, and I feel like 
Tony's cooled him off a little bit by not giving him a lot of TV time, at least on Dynamite, a lot of matches. Um, Maybe there's a slight injury we don't know about. I mean, they just had, uh, I haven't seen the match. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's out yet, actually. But they just had a match with, um, oh my gosh, help me out here, Paul. I'm blanking on Will Ospreay's faction's name. United, uh, United yeah. Empire. They just had a tag match with United Empire where they successfully defended the um, New Japan titles. And some people are calling it the greatest tag match they've ever seen. Hmm. So, hmm. Um, yeah, and, and WWE sent feelers out to FTR <laughs> about if they'd be interested when their contracts are up, which I think they're up next year sometime. Yeah. So. Um, we'll see. I mean, I gotta, hope gotta the response got to keep you guys happy. I, I kind of hope their response was hashtag FTR, but you know, for the old school BTE guys, you'll get that reference. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens to BTE too. We'll see if it ever comes back or if they just stop <laughs> when the suspension's them. over. Well, Nick Nick Jackson on um, Matt Jackson, excuse me, on the Instagram story the other day when he was thanking the fans for buying their shoes, um, he said, "We'll see you soon." Yeah. So sold out quick too. No surprise there. No, those were too expensive for my taste, uh, though. They, they, um, I don't think I could pull them off. Um, it's no. a different different design than these shoes I have. So I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. They just weren't really my style. Cool shoes, but they weren't really they my are. style, I guess. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but, I'd wear them. they just look terrible on me type, <laughs> yeah, type of fair thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good way to put it. We then got a, a big women's tag match. Tony Storm, Willow, Willow, and Nightingale, and Athena versus Jamie Hayter, Penelope Ford, and Serena Deeb. We saw Britt Baker showing backstage claiming that Soraya is not medically cleared to compete, so... Uh, she guesses that makes things her house now. Um, I was surprised by the result of this match. And, uh, I was too. Well, William, Willow Nightingale. I want to say William. Willow Nightingale. I, uh, William Regal earlier, you know, it's just getting all twisted in my mouth here. Nightingale. Yeah. W- Willow got, got the win after um, she drop kicked. Uh, um, who'd she drop kick here? Um, Penelope Ford, I think. Penelope Ford, yeah, and then she hit the doctor bomb for the win. Um, this is a talent Tony needs to sign ASAP. We've seen enough of her. Yeah. Sign her up for your women's division. I mean, I'll 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 loan Tony the pen right now. <laughs> draw it up. She can use my pen to sign it. Let's do this. Speaking of talent signed, Bandito, we learned today, has signed a full time contract. Awesome, great match last week with Jericho. By the way, I didn't wasn't on the podcast, so I didn't get a voice my opinion on that but loved it thought it was fantastic yeah and if he can put on a match with jericho just wait till he gets some of that younger talent with him and and i could honestly make a case for jericho being up there for wrestler of 2022 so oh yeah yeah you know don't get me wrong athleticism wise i know yeah um after the match brit baker gets in uh the face of soraya but uh soraya nails her with a punch and baker and soraya start getting physical Brit escapes, but gets left with Rebel Soraya Super uh, Super Kick Soraya, not Raya Soraya, right? No, no Soraya. Oh, Soraya, okay, Soraya. Yeah, I gotta get yeah Soraya, Soraya. Super kicked her, so she's obviously cleared, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't worry. Last week I kept wanting to call her Sierra, and I'm like, no, wait, that was Serena. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody botched it the first week when she made her debut at Grand Slam. Excalibur oh, yeah. said it wrong, and everybody did. So. Uh, yeah, but he quickly, I think somebody yelled in his ear or something because he got it changed pretty quickly. Okay. He only said it wrong like once, maybe twice, okay. and, and then it was on to Soraya. Soraya. Yeah, see, see. Now you got me doing it. It's easy to do. <sighs> Next, the acclaimed. Page. The, there he page. The acclaimed <laughs> come out with uh, Daddy Ass because it's National Scissoring Day. They hit the ring. Crowd's going nuts. Probably the pop of the night. Um, they're talking about they're the, they're the uh, most popular team in AEW history, the best homegrown team in AEW history. They reveal that their new T-shirt is the number one selling shirt in 2022. Bowen says they brought home gold, so AEW doesn't stand for All Elite Wrestling. It stands for Acclaimed every Wednesday. Um, it takes some shots at uh, Swerve and Keith Lee. Um, calling Swerve sneaky. Yeah. Calling Swerve sneaky. Um, then uh, Max Caster was talking about greatness. Mr. Washington, uh, then Redskins, win the Super Bowl, and his dad was on that team nearly 40 years ago. He says all people agree they love that claim. There's no left and right, no red or blue. They wear pink, and they are the people's choice and voice. They're doing their first ever bipartisan scissor to unite the country, but before they hit, Swerve's music hits just perfectly like it always does. Say what you want about Swerve, but I think he's a fantastic heel, and I honestly think the guy's going to be AEW world champion within the next two years. That's a yeah. hot take prediction by me. All right. Uh We'll come back in October 5th of uh, 2024 and see if yep. he's champ. Yep, within two years, I, I do. I think I think he's going to have the big gold around his waist sometime. All right. Uh, Swerve saying uh, it should be him and Keith Lee that are still champs uh, if it wasn't for Billy Gunn. He challenges Billy Gunn one-on-one next week in Canada when uh, they finally make their Canadian de- debut, AW that is I'm talking about, uh, when they go to Dynamite. Uh, Mark Sterling then appeared after, I should say that, Swerve says, Rock always beats scissors. I thought that was pretty clever. Yes. And he also said that uh, Billy having kids wearing T-shirts, just like they did two decades ago, just what you and Paul were talking about from last week, kids getting in trouble now with acclaim references instead of D-Generation X. Yes. Yes. Um, All right. I I got a lot to say before we go any further in this segment. Go ahead. This segment. The way they stood, I don't know. You you were too young, Tanner, so I don't know if you've ever gone back and watched this. The D-Generation X presidential propose, or address where they were no longer allowed to say these words during this time oh, yeah. and could only say, I got that feel. I don't remember watching it live, but I've watched it on, on the, the WWE Network and yeah. YouTube and YouTube where they don't censor it. I, I got that feel. The way they were positioned and Billy Gunn had the shirt tied up just right, kind of referencing China and himself and DX, um, who were celebrating 25 years on Monday on and Raw, by the way. And I can't wait till the crowd um, starts chanting daddy ass. Yeah, I want to hear scissor me in the middle of that. Yeah. Like when they go and I've got two words for you, I really hope the crowd goes scissor me. Yep, WWE's going to try to get smart and uh, try to. And it's some audio on the fly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I loved uh, Billy Gunn's reference to DX there. Is and for the 
and or the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for more. The, yeah. the only thing that would have made it better, he did it a couple weeks ago, was when he said, and I've got two words for you, right. scissor me. Right. That If that would have ended the segment, I would have loved every second of it. Yep. I already did, but I just, yeah. I did. I got a lot of DX feels, the way they were goofing around, the gift. I feel that that was the acclaimed slapping DX in the face. Yep. And you know, some people might view the segment as silliness, and it was a little silly, but as you and I were saying, I thought it was pure fun. Oh it's yeah, it was great. It was entertaining. That's what we that's why we watch this every week to get entertained. Yep. And especially if they were trying to poke at DX, it's exactly what DX would have done. Yep. So especially young DX. Uh, to end this segment, Mark Sterling came out and told Swerve, paper beats rock, which was pretty funny. <laughs> and that was on the fly. You yeah, know he didn't know anything about the rock segment. He just walks out there and he's, oh, by the way, paper beats rock and yeah. keeps going. He, he's good at, impro- he's good at improv. Uh, yes. He says that Acclaim needs him to beat Swerve as they can't do it alone. He wants to represent them, but instead he gets taken out and Bowens drops a scissor on, on his legs from the top rope. Gun then accepts Swerve's challenge. And then he hit the then they all hit the scissor spot the bipartisan scissor spot. So yeah. Then backstage we saw Mass and Rain um, putting over Sky Blue, but uh, Ty Mello and Anna Jay tell him that they need a sports entertainer coach. Blue claims that she can work on her personality while they work on their wrestling skills, and this leads to a tag match being set up for Friday on Rampage. Anna J A. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. I just could care less about that. Put it back in Dark Order. They need a woman again. Uh, I'm <clears throat> over Dark Order, too, to be honest. I know a lot of people aren't, but I kind of... Okay, I, I like their backstage stuff. If they could keep them together backstage, but kind of separate them on TV, I'd be fine. I was really looking forward to Andrade... Uh, uh, Preston 10 Vance match, you know. Well, you knew Vance Preston was losing. The, yeah, and I thought that was going to be fantastic because I want to see him without the mask. I think it'd be good for his character. We've seen him some we back have. when uh, BTE first started incorporating Dark right. Order. Right. But then he started getting more TV time. Brody came in and the mask never came off. Right. And, and he could, even if he loses the mask, he could wear the mask to the ring then take it off for the matches like, you know, Andrade and Roosh do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I just think his character needs something. It would elevate him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, ah, go ahead. I'll ask uh, you later. Speaking of Roosh, we had Roosh versus Hangman Adam Page coming out. Um, physical ba- battle, like like we thought would it would be. Uh, Roosh got busted open a little bit in the nose, but there was no doubt who was going to win this match, and that was Hangman Adam Page. Hit the buckshot lariat. After the match, private party come out and, uh, at the order of uh, Jose, but Moxley appears to level the numbers. Private party backs off. Moxley then says he's been waiting for this moment for three years. He studied Hangman because he knew it was coming. He says uh, between them, they've beat everyone except each other in the company. Moxley says there will be one man, one last man standing after the match here in AEW, which is taking place in Cincinnati in a couple weeks. He says he's got to break Hangman's face and choke him until he's blue because he's in the way of him being the top guy. Moxie says he respects Paige and admires him as a person. When the bell rings, he doesn't respect anything. Paige then asks, okay, if you've been waiting for so long, why don't we just do this right now? Mox says he's a sweet kid, 
and like a lot of people around here, he says stupid things that get him in trouble. There's the shot I was talking about earlier. He tells them in 13 days, uh, he'll see him in 13 days and wishes, um, or he best watch his mouth. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 That. It was a good spot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect. I, uh, I enjoyed the Moxley stab. I always like a good stab. So, yep. I mean, course, you know. MJF was watching backstage with his poker chip. Which, spoiler alert, he's not going to do it till full gear. I got my poker chip. <laughs> yes, you do. Mine's not as big. <laughs> yeah, he'll, I think full gear. I think I think it's Moxley, MJF, full gear. I think that's mm-hmm. the direction we're going. We then saw Luchasaurus absolute. Well, before before excuse me, before Luchasaurus, we saw uh, Willow Nightingale uh, shown backstage. She said she's on a roll, wants to challenge Jade for the TBS Championship of Battle for the Belts on Friday night. Jade appears and said she's already beaten her twice. And Williams question, Willow questions if she can do it again. She wonders if instead of being thirty nine and zero, she could end up being the one in thirty eight and one. I don't know. I don't think. <sighs> I don't okay. think I. I mean, I know I know Willow Willow's a hot talent right now, but she's not even officially all elite. So if she comes out all elite between now and Friday, I might buy that she wins. Otherwise, we're going fifty and zero, and then she'll get beat. She'll be fifty and one. I still think if you're gonna have Jade get beat, it's gotta be somebody that's ready. You know, moving up the ladder fast. And then you got to skyrocket Jade right into the women's title picture right away. Got to move her straight over. I feel like the women's titles lost a bunch of prestiges last year. It it has, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it it's nothing against Thunder Rosa. Uh, it was timing. She won. She was already injured, and she fought as long as she could. And I will say though, her feuds were just stale. Well, I mean, her, that her, too. Her, her and Serena D. The match was great at the pay per view, but the build up was awful. I mean, you yes. remember the mic work was terrible the whole way around, and that was just a lot of our feuds, unfortunately. So, yeah. And uh, but I mean, I think we're gonna get Tony Storm versus Thunder once she comes back healthy. Then we'll get that that feud uh, to crown the undisputed, not the interim, the undisputed AW Women's Champion, and then we'll move on to the next challenger. So. Yeah. Yep. And I think uh, when it comes down to Thunder and Tony, unfortunately, um, unless something drastic happens between now and then, I think Thunder's going to win it back. I don't. I think Tony okay. All right. I don't know. It, it matters how long, I guess, because I think Tony was, right. was going to take it off her to begin with. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. We then saw Luchasaurus after we squash Fuego del Sol, who was back in his red and gold attire, not his all black attire. Um, fuego, fuego! Yeah, he tried to try to go right as Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus choke slammed him and uh, followed it with the uh, cutthroat for a simple win. After the match, Luchasaurus looked to throw him out of the ring at Christian's command, but Jungle Boy appeared, attacked him with a chair, and sent him out to the floor. Christian was holding him back. Jungle Boy then says that Luchasaurus was his best friend, and after everything, he chose Christian and broke his heart. But now he's going to break Luchasaurus's fingers, his arm, and piece by piece until he breaks him. He tells him to pick the time and the place. Jungle Boy will be ready. Christian then reminds him that he said not to come back this week. It would be easy for them to come in and drop him and leave him in a puddle of piss and blood. But Jungle Boy has got him thinking that it won't be happening tonight. Not in Washington, D.C. It'll be next Wednesday in his hometown of Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. So Luchasaurus and Jungle. I'm calling him Jungle Jack Perry. I'm, I, I am too. Even though I'm... they want to call him Jungle Boy, then Jack Perry. 
Jungle Jack Perry, Luchasaurus next week in Toronto. That should be fun. Jack Perry. <laughs> I've just dropped Jungle and Boy all together because I think, uh, honestly, you get this feud going on. You have either Christian or Luchasaurus put him out on injury, come back with the Jungle Boy music, but come out as Jack Perry. Maybe trim the hair up a little bit, different attire, and just drop Jungle Boy altogether. Yep. Nope. And then say, you know, and going forward, I won't have this music anymore. Debut new music as he leaves the ring. So people know what to cheer for when he comes out next time. Yeah. I'd be all for it. We think on the main event tonight, tonight's uh, show was an overrun to 10 15 um, p.m. Eastern time, which was announced before. Expended. So, so it was a, so a two hour and 15 minute dynamite instead of a two hour dynamite tonight. That's extended. why we're on extended. That's why we're on a little late tonight. Um, and, and, you know, technical difficulties. Yeah, they have that too. You know, what, what's a podcast without those anymore? Uh, we, 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 the main event saw Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia versus Chris Jericho, the Ocho, and Sammy Guevara to the clouds that. Crowd's displeasure. Jericho and Garcia shook hands early, but um, Jericho then, uh, yeah, Jericho then took him down. But then Garcia took control with his mat-based wrestling skills, then slaps his head before wiping his uh, boots at him. Jericho came back with a big chop to the chest, and they had a chop fest, just missing a woo now and then. Um, Sammy Guevara tripped Garcia out of the ring. Big F F. F you Sammy chance going on and he was getting booed throughout the match. You still suck. You still suck after an oppressive um, acrobatic flippity flip outside the ring. I'm just going to call it that. Flippity uh, flip. I thought Brian Danielson, flip. This was the first match in a long time. I wasn't nervous watching Brian Danielson wrestle. Usually I'm very uncomfortable waiting for um, him to get hurt, but the only spot I was nervous was the Tope Suicida, and he hit it perfectly, landed on his feet. After that, I was good to go. That table spot kind of kind of got back. me. At least it was his neck or head. That's what always... Uh, I know, but I, I think that was on the fly, because I think he was supposed to fall through it, right. hit it just right, that only took out a chunk. You could see that come out, and he hit right. the ROH title. So I think they just immediately said suplex table now. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Towards the end of the match, um, Garcia or um, Guevara uh, was going to the top for a shooting star, star press, but it got countered by Garcia. He locked in the, the Dragon Tamer, but uh, Aubrey Edwards wasn't looking. Jericho used the ROH world title to strike Garcia in the head, and Guevara picks up the win. Twitter was not happy about this at all. I w- that was, in my opinion, the worst part of the match. And it's not, not even the win. It was leading up to it. Because Garcia had to move closer because he didn't get Guevara where he thought he was going to get him. So he had to move closer. I knew right then he was going to get hit. Mm-hmm. He was looking Telegraph around. It. Telegraph yep. it. He, he moved him. If he would have done it differently, made Jericho reach in a little further to get him, it would have been fine, but him moving everybody and then Aubrey looked at him as he moved him, then back down as Jericho hit him, she should have seen it. Yeah, um, I didn't have a problem with the result of the match. Neither did with, I. With Jericho and Sammy going over for storyline purposes. I wish Jericho would have got the pin, though, instead yes. of Sammy getting the pin just from everything that transpired earlier today. Um, 
But I did like the final closing shot where Garcia's kind of has his hand on his head and his old faction's all celebrating mm-hmm. up there. So it's kind of like he's back to being a pro wrestler now, not a sports entertainer, and he's thinking, did I screw did I up? Sc- yep. 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 So I thought that was thought that was really good. I thought thought tonight's show was solid again. I think ever since All Out, you know, or um, yeah, um, I, what what was the name I was calling it the other day? Brawl Out. Um, mm. Ever since that, I mean, I think they've got their shows going, but they just got to get get rid of this backstage drama. And and I don't want to act like every every single promotion has stuff like that. that oh, absolutely, but absolutely. Just, for whatever reason, AW lets it leak out Fly. pretty easily. Yeah. So. And I mean, this is something that's not even just the big companies like AEW, WWE, um, New Japan. This happens even on the indies. Yes, you, you've seen so, you've seen any yeah, promotions you've been I involved have. with. So yep, yep, just heard of one um, from our last incident. So uh, you know, it's it, it happens. It's part of the business. It's part yeah. of the business. But it, it, Tony's got to tighten the screws while he can a little bit. Yep. Um, before we get into our rating of the night and wrestler of the night, I do have a question for you, but I also want to know what questions you had for me because you've been hyping some up tonight. So I, I want to know what you got. All right, go ahead. My question for you, this is the three-year anniversary of Dynamite. What's your favorite match in the three years of Dynamite? Man, that's rough. There's been a lot of good ones, but, you know, I'll, I'm going to take the easy way out tonight. I'm going to go Cody and Sammy, the first match ever. Okay. Oh, no, that's not one I thought you would say. So, I mean, you, you got to give respect res- respects due. They had the first ever AEW Dynamite match. They did. They did. So, if it wasn't for Cody that came match. Up to Cody Vader with Brandy, and the crowd went wild in the right yeah. center. Yep. yep. And uh, now Hobbs does it. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> And Cody doesn't. Uh, no, Cody still has the Cody Vader in WWE, doesn't he? No. 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 Well, just at Mania. Yeah, just at Mania, and then it was like botched the next night. It wasn't working properly, or the camera screwed up. So last, before, last we saw him, torn back. He just walks out, and then there's a pyro when he walks out. It's like a big uh, explosion, and he kind of walks out. So Goldberg's pyros. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, not sparkler like, but yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I would say my favorite Dynamite match also features Cody. It's Cody and Wardlow, February before Revolution 2020, before COVID hit. Atlanta, he doing the somersault off the cage. Oh, man, moonsault, yeah. Moonsault off the cage. Moonsault off the Bloody, cage. broke his toe, his big toe, and then he got up on the cage, and JF's looking in fear. I just thought that that was fun. The dude never looked back. He had so much faith that Wardlow would catch him no matter what, that he just climbed to the top and just, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's so many good ones. I mean, Oh, there so are. Good tag that's, matches. That's just straight dynamites we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I mean, if we go into pay-per-views, we could, any pay-per-view match that doesn't involve, um, you know, barbed wire death matches. Um, with Which ring explosions, it just was the the ending was just got awful. Yes, yes. So okay, uh, but now since you brought that up, now I'm curious. I just want to pick your brain. What's your favorite? What's your favorite all time AEW pay per view match? Oh man, you you had to do that. Know, you, you know how many matches up. I've got to rack my brain now. I know. I'm putting you on. Um, the I know mine off the top of my head. All right, go ahead. 
Re- Revolution 2020, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. Best tag team match I've ever seen. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um, I'm going to mark out for a minute. I'm going to go um, Punk MJF dog collar match. Good one. Good one. Yep. A lot more blood than I anticipated. And uh, even MJF's fiance really liked that batch, being that she painted punk. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, I bet that just irritated him. I bet yep. he's going, we're not hanging that in our house. Yep. yep. <laughs> if I had to go singles match, I'd go back to where it all began, double or nothing, 2019, Dustin Cody. Mm, it was double yes. The motion of that match was awesome. Oh, man, that was great. That, you know, it kind of lit a fire in me, in me, inside me, as a wrestling fan, that I hadn't felt in a long time. Okay, so do we go? Do we go even further back and count all in? Then it could, in a way. I mean, that had some pretty good matches on sure. it as well. Sure did. No um, talent all across the board. But yeah, I like I like our choices. I'm yeah, gonna have I, to put it. I think we need to put together our top five. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good, uh, and I, I would be curious to see Sheps too. So yeah, you know, yeah. lists are good. I th- I I know we're getting off a little tangent here, but I saw a good list on the article Wrestling Inc. Yeah, they list the top thirty-five best intra entrance themes of all time. Ooh, that was pretty cool. That was that was, that was of cool. all time, man. That is rough. They had Judas number one. Ooh, I would not. I would not. And that's nothing against Jericho. That's nothing against Fozzie. Um, I just I have a few other ones that are a little higher on there. They're all yours are probably on the list, to be honest. Probably. Probably. I'd say in my top three is going to be uh, Dusty's theme song. That wasn't on top 135. Ha-ha! See, I got one. I Ha-ha! Yep. I just, I don't know. I've always liked that theme. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, you know, um, A Real American was on the list, but it was like 29 or 30. I thought it'd be, t- I thought it'd be uh, higher than that, so... D-Generation X would be in my top five. Yeah, that was on there somewhere. I don't remember where. That was on there somewhere. <laughs> Cody's makes the top ten. I don't think his was on there, but I, I, I do like that one. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Some lists. Now we've got homework to do. Thanks. Lists, lists are fun. I thought we were done with homework. Lists, lists uh, are fun. Oh, they are. Ho- homework's everywhere in life, Paul. And uh, yeah, I know. You keep sending me homework for everything I do. Um, All right. So my first question for you, Mm -hmm. they big swerve on how this match was handled. We went from a career versus mask to a trios match. And then we brought in the fact that it's the anniversary of Brody's last match. Mm -hmm. Do we see dark order pick up the trios belts just for a couple weeks to honor him? It would be a great story, but I'm going to go with no. Okay. Yeah, All right. I I think they just did that to make more sense for Friday's match, and, since they had to throw it together instead of you know a lot of fans complaining. Oh, here he goes again, just throwing matches together. It kind of gave it a backstory. Um, it will be interesting to see uh, Pac uh, wrestle twice Friday night. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get done with the trios and then go defend on uh, Battle of the Belts yep, against, against Trent. Trent. Yeah. All right. Uh, who do you think wins that one? Pac. Oh, of course. Of course. He ain't dropping any gold anytime no. soon. No. Um, I think they're going to hold the trios until the Bucks come back. 
or the elite. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know if you should reward them right away with it or give it some time. I don't know. We'll see. No, I think that's um, when you really focus on the trios. I mean, you, you defend them, you have them from time to time. But you're you had a big storyline set up for the guys who've now been kicked out. So make them work their way back up and let's get back to that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not kicked out, but suspended. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I, I'd like to know too, maybe, you know, when they do eventually come back, will they still have EV, EVP status or is that going to mm. get revoked? Or do they go just being talent? St- stealing my questions now. <laughs> uh, part of it. So this might be a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, okay. If they take EVP from the elite, you don't have any EVPs left anymore. Who do you put in their place? Well, you got the likes of William Regal, Arn Anderson. Um, is Arn still in the company? I think he is. I just don't think he really gets well, he, used. He was with Cody, you I know. know. And they, he does some stuff with his son once in a while. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of good, talented coaches backstage, male and female. Um, maybe some of them. Um, that's a good question, though. Well, that's one I haven't put a lot of thought into. And do you build back up to four where it was, um, or do you just stick with one or two? Well, and you know, Jericho's kind of always almost been the EVP. He just never wanted that title. Right. They want all that responsibility, but he's, you know, Jericho, Danielson, Moxley, they're your locker room leaders. Yep. Um, I don't think any of those guys fit an EVP billing, but no. they're locker room leaders. And I think that's what ticked off a lot of talent probably backstage today was the exact things that they were talking about before Grand Slam transpired today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So keep your issues in-house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk it out. Don't mm-hmm. beef it out. Don't take it to social media. Right. That That's never a good thing. Never take nope. it to social media. Nope. All right. Uh, my my final question before we get into our predictions here: Do we see any belts change hands Friday night? If so, what do you think will change? So we got the trios, the women's, and the uh, All Atlantic, right? Uh, I think we got TBS too, don't we? What did I say? Well, did I say well, I said women's instead of TBS? Didn't yeah, I? and I then TBS is TNT on the line too, or no? I don't believe so, because he's okay. Wardlow's in that tag match. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, I don't think we see any change hands. If we do, though, if we do, I the one I I see changing hands more likely than the other two is the TBS. Yeah, I don't see a change yeah. hands. No, not yet. Like I said, if Willow becomes all elite between now and Friday, I'll uh, might be 50-50 for me. Yeah. Right now, Jade's not losing. Yeah. And I think if you're going to do this the right way, you've rewarded Sheeta when she hit 50 wins. Let Jade hit 50 wins, maybe hit 55, and then hand her her first loss. Yeah. Be interesting really build her. Yeah. And then she can enter into the women's world championship picture and say, look, I'm the only one with 55 consecutive wins. I am only lost once in this company. I deserve a shot at that belt. I almost want to see her carry two titles around or kind of unify them for a bit. Mm. Just be dominant. 
something we've never really seen a woman do in professional wrestling. This is true. This is true. China. Um, Until they made her go against the guys. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I I could almost get behind that. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I got jade fatigue bad. So well, I just feel like she's never used anymore. Yeah, but I mean, we got so same, much of her. Same backstage segment all the time. It is. Oh, you think you can do that to no. baddies and I will stop no. you. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know. I'm still wondering loose. where talent like Miro is. We haven't seen him forever. I, I, I don't know. I, there's so much talent. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think... I think everything's going to start working itself out in the laundry here pretty quickly. Yep. It's going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. With more and more references to ROH here lately, I think uh, I kind of talked to Shep about this and uh, you disagreed with our choice. Um, but uh, I think we're close to a TV deal and I think you bring somebody in to run ROH and let TK just be the overall. And I approve of that. But will Tony do that? I mean, he could have done that a lot with AEW, and he, he doesn't want he he wants control of everything. That's how he is. The guy gets no sleep. He works with the Jaguars and Fulham and in AEW. I don't know how he does it. I know. I mean, look at him. He sits at you know media scrums afterwards. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, you just slaughtered my EVPs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to nod and like can't believe what's going on. But I, I'm not gonna I should have it. said no comment when that was originally asked. That's my fault. And the dude's just like so wide-eyed. I can't even get my eyes that wide. I think he lives on caffeine. You know, and, and I am really, I am tired of talking about that all-out um, situation afterwards. But one thing I was thinking about the other day that I haven't really heard anybody address is in Punk, I'm not giving him any excuse for anything no. he did. I mean, I still can't believe all he said and how he did it and everything, the way he went about it. I wonder if he knew that his tricep injury was serious right away and said, screw it, I'm going to be out for six to eight months anyways. I'm going out with a bang. Yeah. You yeah. know, I haven't heard anybody talk about that because I well, yeah. knew he was hurt. Right. I mean, it's the scrum starts – like somebody ask him a question. Yeah, he, he, regarding... attacked, he, attacked, he attacked Nick Hausman of Wrestling Inc. right away, and Nick didn't even really say anything. No, nobody said a word about, hey, how do you he feel about plan. Colt Cabana? He had a plan. He just, somebody who he knew had covered right. the situation with him right. and Colt before, so he said, yep. I can use this guy, I can attack yep. this guy, I can get sent home, I'm going to be suspended. But my suspension is not going to last as long as my injury is going to take right. the heel. So screw it. Yep. Modern day pipe bomb. And he had Good to point. know with what he said there was going to be fight backstage. Just oh, absolutely. Know. He knew the Bucks were going to come talk to him. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, he says he swung because he knew they were going to. Is that true? I don't know. Will we ever know? Maybe when they write a book about it in 20 years. Dark Side of the Ring. Well, yeah, we've already put a parody together know, of that within days, and it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. I can only imagine what an actual Dark Side of the Ring episode will be like. Yeah, be awesome. 
be awesome. No, there's going to be a good book written one day about a lot of things that have gone down AEW in the early years. Yeah. Really fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay. I lied. One more question. Okay. So, Shep and I talked about it last week. You uh, you were suspended last week for I your to, actions. I listened listen to what you guys said, though. Trust me. Yeah. Your thoughts. If TK decided to bring somebody in, you obviously don't think it'll be Mar- a villain. Marty's not coming back. Who would you put to run ROH, to book ROH, to help ROH take off? Well, gosh, I almost want to say Regal. See, I agree with that. It, it, the more I thought about it, yes, my my reaction last week was Marty. And it's just ironic I'm wearing that shirt today. I just grabbed a shirt this morning. Uh, <laughs> that was a good looking shirt. Yes, it is. Uh, I like my villain merch. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, Marty, yeah, he's a good booker. He'd be a good help. He's never going to wrestle for ROH. Because um, America's never going to get over what he did. Even he can be cleared. The courts can come out and say he's cleared. The the girl who accused him of it could come out and say, "Look, all right, I was drunk. I was looking for my fifteen covered, minutes covered of fame." Pretty well in this book. By okay. The way. All right. Yeah. Yep. But um, I mean, everything could clear him uh, of no wrongdoing, and America will not get over it. But yeah, I think you need someone like Regal, mm-hmm. who's done ROH style wrestling his whole life, except in WWE. Maybe, but maybe in a C- sense still. Maybe CD, but CD yeah. head of talent relations right now in AEW, and he, he's catching some flack right now. So. Oh, I mean, but he's suspended too. Well, I think he's back now. I think he's oh, back. Okay. Color's back, and um, Pat Buck, I believe, is back. Oh, so I think I think the only ones are. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, East Steel, and, and CM Punk are the five. That... And and I haven't even heard anything official on those two. No. no it's think, never I been officially for, stated. I think they're waiting for legal stuff to get smoothed over before. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Could, could take a while. Yeah, Punk will be cleared to wrestle again before that's all solved at that rate. Okay, all right. One more question about me, and then then we'll okay. start wrapping these up because we're getting late. Uh, as of right now, October fifth, twenty twenty two. Does CM Punk ever wrestle in AEW again? Mm, I I knew you were going to ask me this at one point because I've seen this same question circling the internet a lot. Uh, the surgery went fine, by the right. way. I've yep. seen pictures of him in mm-hmm. the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you bring him back in, you can't book him the way you were. Never put the title on him again. No, much, no, he's had it twice now happened. for like six days. Yeah, combined. Yeah, in two reigns. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, yeah. You don't put any gold on him. Uh, maybe the dim- dynamite diamond, just because that's never defended. He would look um, weird with that. Well, yeah, it's designed for a guy like MJF, which is why he always wins it. Notice we didn't have a dynamite diamond match this year. Mm-hmm. Um, or did we? Was that early this year? Or was it last year? Uh, that he got the new design. He beat Dante Martin. 
Okay. All right. So next year we'll see if we get a new diamond yeah. or if we, that just goes away. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say no. I will say no. And it's too bad. Yeah. The one year run was after a seven year hiatus from the pro wrestling world was fun. It was great. Um, could have been even better. But if I had to choose right now, yes or no, just with how things are going and what's kind of been revealed, I will say no. If I got to go right here, right now, tonight at 11.35 p.m., uh, no, he will not. Um, when he's medically cleared, maybe that'll be a different story. Maybe some things will start to cool down. Some things will get worked out. Maybe he'll come out and say, look, I did that intentionally um, to go out with a bang. I, I needed a new pipe bomb, and that was it. Colt Cabana got brought up in my last one, and or my first one, and now my last one. Yeah, I don't know. Who messy, knows? messy situation. I am glad I do not work for AEW. As much as I would love to work for AEW, I am glad I do not. Yeah, it'd be interesting I will right say now. that much. Yeah. Yeah. Rating for tonight's show, Paul. All right. Um, well, you're going to let me go first this week, which is nice because I need to stop letting Shep go first because he always <laughs> steals my stuff. Uh, I was really impressed with the show from start to finish. There wasn't really a time where I went, ah, I don't really want to watch this. Move fast. It moved fast, uh, especially for being two hours and 15 minutes. Um, I will throw that out there. I'm giving it an 8.7. Wow, that's one of the higher grades I you've think ever given a show. It might be my highest or second highest, yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll go into eights. I'm going to go eight two, eight point two this week. Um, All right. I don't really have much to complain about, so I nope. don't really know why I'm not giving a higher grade, but. Because you're trying to be modest. A little bit. A little trying bit. Trying not to mark out. A little bit. I mean, the mark answer would be, I'll give it a 9.5. Well, you know, one of my critiques usually is the lack of women's matches or women's segments. We've got plenty tonight. Yeah, yeah. And it was a longer match than they normally get. Uh, and some of the segments were a little longer, mm -hmm. too. So normally it's like, all right, you got 30 seconds, go. And, you know, I would usually complain about the length of a segment, for instance, like the National Scissoring Day. But it was entertained the whole time, so I had no problem with it. Yes. Yes. Um, scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> I told my kids the story of how they can't say that at school. Uh, my eldest daughter, I immediately said, scissor me, daddy ass. And she went, you can't say that. And I went, what, ass? She goes, no, the other thing. I went, oh, so you know. Yeah, you're, that's, that's, <laughs> that's trouble there, dad. Yeah. But uh, they know, uh, uh, careful saying that, and then they knew that, uh, or they know that when I was in school, I couldn't tell everybody to suck it. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> thanks, Billy. Yeah, thanks, Billy, getting kids suspended in two different decades. <laughs> oh, only daddy ass. Um, all right. Wrestler of the night, Tanner. I'm doing something I don't do very often. I'm going with a loser. Somebody who lost, or uh, this person's not a loser, but they <laughs> lost their match. Uh, Brian Cage, he impressed me tonight. I mean, I didn't have high hopes for that match. I mean, I've always liked his in-ring work, but you know how everything transpired over the past year. I'm like, ah, he's just got to leave the company. But then they they decided to pick up his one-year option, kept around, got to use him with some ROH, but just get him back on national television. 
showed off his athleticism with another freak of an athlete, Wardle Orlo. Very fun match. It was. It was. Uh, I am not going to pick a uh, match loser tonight. And I'm picking Willow Nightingale. I like it. I like it. She uh, she showed why she deserves to be in the company tonight. And part of me almost feels like Tony wanted to see what the fans thought of her before he signed her. So put her over. And uh, I think that was a great way to do it. And I cannot wait for the uh, the announcement that Willow is now all elite. Yep. Give us the graphic, Tony. Give us the graphic. Yep. That I was thinking graphic. I couldn't think of the word for a minute. It's all right. It's late. It's late. It is. It is. Stupid extended show. Uh-huh. Stupid airplane. Stupid everything. <laughs> Stupid airport. Losing my bag. I mean, delayed flight. I mean, technical issues. <laughs> oh, why don't you wrap us up, Paul? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, it is late. We are calling it a quit for the night. So. Be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to be paying attention to our YouTube channel as we've got the um, interview that Tanner did last night dropping later this week. Uh, go ahead and plug that again real quick, Tanner. Yes, that was with uh, New York Times bestselling author Keith Elliott Greenberg on his latest book that just came out this week, Follow the Buzzards, Pro Wrestling in the Age of covid 19 talks about that weird time that we all remember with empty arenas of wrestling but it's it's good to look back on and really it refreshed my memory on some things i've forgotten about so if you like wrestling definitely get this book they talk about all sorts of promotions and i'm sure uh keith will talk a lot about the book and a lot of uh inside stuff that you probably weren't aware of in the wrestling business before you two talked right yeah i had a lot of fun we talked for about an hour so All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I know uh, I will be following uh, the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube. Uh, Just search Kicking Out Podcast. Mm -hmm. Follow us on social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be Apple Podcast, give us that five-star rating. We want to be five-star KOP, and you can help us do that by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Hey, don't forget to check out the KOP merchandise store on all of our uh, social media homepages. Tanner's got a KOP shirt on tonight. Um, kind of the uh, NWO influenced. Wolfpack. <laughs> I'm wearing villain, so you know I can't really promote that one. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to plug his store because he's not paying me to do it. Uh, fair, fair. <laughs> no free ads. No, no free ads for Marty Skrull. Uh <laughs> villain enterprises um but uh, be sure to follow tanner lee on social media at tanner lee 92 follow myself at paul zartman 921 follow austin shepherd too at the shep 27 and uh you gotta be sure to keep following us to see if and when tanner ever defends that kop predictions championship how fast he loses it that's why that's why he's not defended it yet because he knows he got lucky. Full this gear. is twice he's held that belt, and we'll see if he makes it longer this time than he did last time. Full gear. You made it one pay-per-view last time. Can you make it past one pay-per-view this time? I'm hopeful. Full All right. Gear. I might question, have to. Uh, question, question is, is it, is it a one-on-one or is it a triple threat? 
Uh, you know what? I'll let you guys battle it out, but you never know. Maybe it will be. I got a poker right. chip. Maybe I'll cash it in. Hey, more the <laughs> I'm ready to keep this baby for a long time. All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>